Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Scoop Radio Show, 
I hope you guys are ready for another great week. Uh, we've got a good show tonight, and I am ready to get going. Uh, tonight we've got a great show lined up for you. We're going to be talking uh, about uh, investments. We're going to be talking about uh, Bitcoin. We're going to talk about, of course, we got the latest in news. Um, Kels is going to get us the um, hot topic, and we got a whole bunch more. So I hope you guys are ready. I hope you guys are um, buckled up. And do me a favor, make sure you um, go and uh, holler at your people. Let them know that we are ready to get it in, in the, on the Scoop Radio Show. And as always, if you got any questions, you can always hit us up. Our call-in number is um, 929-477-2304. Again, that's 929-477-2304 for questions and comments. All you got to do is push the number one, and you are in. So we're ready to go. All right, so let me say what's up to my people before we get started uh, on this show. Uh, and then we're going to go ahead, like I said, and get it started. So let me say what's up to my um, to my peoples. Uh, first up, of course, uh, let me say what's up to, to my favorite hair and skin care um, partner in crime, Miss Q Willis. What's going on, ma'am? Hey, I am well this evening, doing real well. Excited to learn about yeah. counting these coins, stacking these coins yeah. on this evening. And figuratively. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're gonna we talk about we're gonna get our coin we're gonna get our coinage up tonight. So that's that's what's up. Yeah. <laughs> and then of course let me say what's up to my favorite um curvy kitten and well, I better not say that I don't want my boobs to get mad. Uh, but yeah. Uh, anyway. Uh, to Miss <laughs> Kel Johnson, the curvy kitten closing her baby kitten. What's up, Kel? Hey. hey, what's going on? Ready? Oh, like you ready? To ready for what Bitcoin is about? Mm-hmm. About? Yeah, it's gonna be a good show. I'm, I'm warning everybody now. We in a little bit of a goofy mood tonight. Uh, for some reason, I don't know why. So we are not we are not responsible to anything that happens tonight. I just want to preface that. So anyway, uh, y'all, y'all both had a good week so far. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Very busy. All right. Yeah, that's the norm. You take it. Drop something. Like, I'm sitting there, I'm all confused. I'm looking for something. Can't find it. All right. Anyway, I got it. All right. So, y'all ready to jump into this news real quick? Let's go. Ready? All right. Let's get it in. All right. So, first up, we're going to start with the interesting news. Um, Miss, for everybody who who remembers, we covered a story uh, maybe a couple months ago uh, about Jamel Hill. Jamel Hill is uh, the anchor on. Sports Center on ESPN. Um, if you guys remember, she was the one who got suspended for putting the tweets up saying that uh, president our president was a racist, um, and so she was suspended uh, for a couple of weeks. Um, when she did that, came back, and she didn't apologize for what she said, but she said she did apologize for putting ESPN uh, in that in, in trouble like that. Um, well, uh, Jamel is back in the news. 
because she has decided that she um, she co-hosts um, the ESPN Sports Center, but she also co-hosts the show with Michael Smith called um, SC, SC6. Well, she's decided that she no longer wants to co-host that show anymore um, because she doesn't like it, um, and she says she wants to change. Um, so she's going to over to the part of ESPN that's called Undefeated, and so Undefeated is the section of ESPN that covers not only just sports news, but also deals a lot more with um, race. It deals more with you know with race and black culture um, and stuff like that. So their stories are more that it said under it explores the intersection of race, sports, and culture is what they say. Um, so the New York Post put out an article. I just posted it, basically saying that the people at ESPN have hinted um, that they or they admit that they may have driven her to this position um, because, you know, again, she's continuing since then. She still makes her, you know, comments about, but she doesn't obviously make comments like she did that got her suspended. So this is giving her an opportunity to go back. And if you guys look, I looked at like the Instagram page and stuff like that, and there's really nothing on not much. They got some good stuff on Undefeated, but you can tell it's still a fairly new thing that they're trying to figure out. So, um, so she's going over there. So, what do you, what do you ladies think about that? Do y'all think that's a good move, bad move? You think ESPN's going to regret this? What's, what's your, what's your take on it? Hmm. <laughs> uh, I think it's. I mean, it's. I think it's a good move. Um, I'm not going to say I'm just the biggest ESPN watcher, but mm-hmm. just from the the little incident she's had, it's probably uncomfortable. So I could just imagine being in that position and, and you know, it, it might have been something for her to grow and to try something else new. So I'm okay with change. Um, and I'm sure – I mean, I just I don't believe that ESPN is not putting pressure on her or making her feel uncomfortable. So that's my take on it. Yeah. Okay. See what you think. I think this will be a good move for her. Um, I think it's going to be a good move twofold. Well, maybe more than that. But right off the top of my head, um, I think of two reasons. One, she will most likely have, no, hopefully she will have a better platform to speak her truth, to speak, you know, where where she feels comfortable to say the things that are on her mind without feeling like she's going to have to be dragged into the principal's office because that's more welcome there. Um, like what you said, when it seems as though it's a new platform for them. Um, so in a way they have, ground level is good in a lot of ways, especially when you're known to, um teeter-totter on the line. So she, if you set your standard, if you're in there in the ground level, you don't really, there is no taboo. There is no standard at, really as of yet for what to be expected. So that could be a good thing. What I'm really hoping happens is that her being on this show attracts such a following, a new demographic, and wanting to hear her voice because of the controversy that was behind her previous comments, that this show begins to pick up like crazy momentum. That's what I would really love to see for her. Um, yeah, I, because I, I agree with Kels. I don't think it's 
probably been the most comfortable situation. I, it probably wasn't the most comfortable for her before she said what she said. So after that, I can imagine it was even more uncomfortable. And who wants to come in, the, in that position? Who wants to come to work and be that way? If there is another way for me to make my living and still do what I love, I would probably opt for that too. Um, I, I don't watch Sports Center often, but I like I like her I like her style for the most part. I think she, I think she's intelligent and she's worth listening to. So I might listen in. I, I could see myself tuning in just to see what he's talking about. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Oh, she's on point. I mean, I, go ahead, Kim. Oh, I didn't say anything. <laughs> oh, I, I think my the thing that kind of that bothered me about about her leaving is that again is is that she is you know it's again she's definitely being penalized for for having her opinion uh but that yep. she's still to be honest she's still staying with with them and I get why she's staying with them don't get me wrong um cuz it's a check and I'm sure they probably pay very well uh, I think my concern is my not my concern my hope is that at some point um she branches out on her own and does her own thing because she's she's almost to the point where, you know, she she I hope she takes this as an opportunity to build her brand big enough where she don't have to be there anymore. Yep. You know, where she can where she can go, you know, even if she just, you know, started her own whatever, you know, and just says, you know what, I'm more, I'm all I'm good. So that way she has to say say what she wants and do what she wants. Because the sister's bad. I mean, she's bad. There's no, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. She's bad, and she's one of the best in the business at what she does. So to see her continuing for saying her opinion, um, continue to have these types of issues you know, in any workspace, I would hate for her to have to stay in a scenario like that. And y'all know, before I get started on my rant, y'all know this is a, a perfect <laughs> opportunity for me to throw in my rant about why we need our own stuff, our own spaces to say stuff and not have to worry about, as, as Dr. Bryce, Bryce, uh, Bryce Watkins would say, having to shuck and jive uh, for right. anybody else. Because, um, because that's, in essence, what she's being asked to do, and she shouldn't have to. She should be able to say, that I just, you know, say what she wants to say. So, but when you're on somebody else's stuff, you can't. You got to say what they say. Um, I just want them for her intention to backfire. I just really want it to backfire, like for them, because you know that's the goal. Well, we put her. Well, we won't fire her. We put her in the little on the little show, the struggle show, and see how they like her now. See how hard they look for her now. What if they do though? Like, what if they really seek that out? And that becomes a show that they've got to put money behind, that they've got to do something with. And then, ha, kicker. She's like, okay, deuces, and then leaves them having no. to fill that hole. Because she can take all of those viewers, all of that following, all of that thing that they've created for her that was the hopeful put you in the corner and be quiet. What if what if that blows up to something beautiful? Like I would be so here for that. Like so here for that. Yeah, that makes two of us. Yeah, that makes two of us. I'd be real here for it. So <laughs> real there for it. This is honestly, I, I just don't like to see it. I think it's I think it's not um it's not cool. I don't think that it's I don't think it's cool at all. So, um, all right, next story, real quick. Um, uh, um, 
Oh, I'm sorry. So the next story is, I don't know if you guys have saw, but J.P. Morgan Chase. And, mm. excuse me, have y'all seen this one? Uh, yeah. So J.P. Morgan Chase. Yeah, J.P. Morgan Chase, Berkshire Hathaway, and, uh, ooh, I lost my place, sorry. J.P. Morgan Chase, Berkshire Hathaway, and Amazon. Amazon. My good, my good buddy, uh, Bezos, Jeff Bezos, um, decided <laughs> – they're they're going to those three companies are going to come together create their own company um, for the sole purpose of um, trying to find better better and less expensive ways um, to offer their employees health care. I think that's genius. Um, you're talking three of the lar- three of the largest employers in this country deciding that they're going to come together and form a company um, that will lower the cost of health insurance for their employees. Um, what you guys think of that? So what you think of that? Um, I'm I think it's a good idea. Did you say Kelly? <laughs> yeah. No, I, was, I was just saying I, I think it's a good idea for employees, but I'm wondering, you know, what's that going to do for um, other companies like that, is, is it going to cause a rip, rip in, um, you know, in healthcare as a whole? Other people follow suit. Um, I just wonder what the plan is. I didn't see what the specific idea would be, but it did say that it's not going to be for profit. Um, so, I mean, what is that going to look like? I just, I don't understand. I don't know how it would look, but I'm just wondering if it'll cause a rip, you know, in healthcare as a whole. Yeah, I don't, and I, I think I like about it, Kel, is that they admit, like, we really don't, you know, we know this is going to be a huge thing, but, you know, obviously, you know, we, as, as, you know, in the Florida, we know uh, salary, largely health health insurance is the biggest, you know, expense to um, two, two large companies, or one of the largest expenses. So, you know, reducing that and to be able, if they can figure out a way, to make it less expensive on the the insurers, that's just going to be an added bonus. So, yeah. See what you think. Um, I think this will be huge if if it works. Um, I was talking to a very good friend of mine about this earlier, just today actually, and. Um, My first question was, I'm really interested to see how Amazon, because the the one that I'm the most the most uh, familiar with of the three um, is Amazon, and I Mm -hmm. thought, hmm, Amazon and healthcare, interesting. So, like Kels, I want to know more of how they plan to execute this. Um, I thought this Mm -hmm. was on a more grand scale. I didn't initially recognize that it was solely for their employees. Now, granted, the, between the three of these companies, they hold quite a large employee share, you know, for lack of a better term. So they've got a nice market group, you know, a nice test group to try this out on. Um, but mm-hmm. it's going to create it's going to create competition if it works. Um, but on the flip of that, I just uh, with the way that. Our government is going, regulations are going, how things are so kind of up in the air and not really being so regulated. 
mm-hmm. I just wonder if that's a, if that's a gift or a curse with things like this happening, um, because it's still healthcare. And while it is so commercialized and it is such a big, you know, for business business, um, you know, I just I have my reservations. Y'all know for a lot of the things, I'm I'm kind of conservative on a lot of things, but I think that there mm-hmm. has to be change. So if they're going to do it. I, I think I'm, I'm interested in it. I want to see what they do. But there's a lot of big – they've got some juggernauts that they've got to come up against if they want to take the show oh, yeah. on the road. Right now, since oh, yeah. they're the decision makers for their employees, but if they want to get – if this does work for them and they do decide they want to break out and do more with it, they're going to have some serious competition. Amazon's been playing around in healthcare for a while as far as being providing – as far as being a provider for um, different equipment and things like that for hospitals and and, and Servicing as far as um, the replenishing of their 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 equipment, the the needles and things like that. Um, you know, so they have relationships already set up with hospitals and networks and things like that. So they've been laying groundwork behind the scenes. And even in the article, they mentioned that it's new, and they don't have a lot done with it yet. But um, this will be interesting, and it will shake some things up because they could potentially be a problem for the industry if this does work. Oh yeah. yeah, you know, and a lot. The reason, the reason why I think this, there's a lot of potential for this is number is first of all a lot of companies, or corporation, corporate healthcare plans are based off of scale, too. Mm-hmm. So you're talking about a company in. I just, I'm just looking up these numbers real quick. So you're talking about right now going from three three companies. The largest of which, which, in terms of size of the number of employees, is Amazon. So Amazon has um, 541,900 employees. So, so they they get their insurance prices based upon the number of employees and and how those the health of the employees, average, you know, health and the how the health of the employees and the um, amount of usage and things like that. But you add another. Well, J.P. Morgan has two hundred forty-three thousand employees, and Berkshire Hathaway has three hundred sixty-seven thousand seven hundred employees. So you add roughly another six hundred thousand. You're talking about over a million people, almost a million and one one point one million people. Get your pricing at that one um, price wow. instead of five hundred forty-one thousand. So you're almost it's more than doubling. The, the number of people under one company. So, and that definitely group rates obviously work. So, I don't know, I think in theory it's a good move. Like you said, there is a lot to it. You know, there's the question of what happens, you know, what state does this company go into, you know, because those companies cover tons of states across the country. So, it's, it's, it's a lot of, it's a lot to that question, but it's going to be interesting to see. So, we'll have to keep our eye on that one. So, um, all right. So, last Last one real quick, I want to go through this one um, because this is um, this is a good one. So Brooklyn, Brooklyn, Brooklyn <laughs> boy, yeah, this is a Brooklyn boy um, who knits, who does, who knits his sales go skyrocketing after uh, Facebook video goes viral. So there was a so if you guys remember several years ago, there was a, a Frenchie Davis who was on American Idol. Um, she could sing too. I remember her. But she did a um uh, she sang she 
put a post up on Facebook of a guy on the train um, knitting. And so somebody saw it and shared it, and somebody else saw it and shared it, and they found out who the guy was, or his friend saw it and shared it. Basically said that he was a guy who had his own business um, knitting. And so his business, this article talks about how his business grew up, uh, excuse me, how um, he started his business in 2009, um, just trying to, you know, knit, learning how to knit and doing it on his free time. He gives um, three scarves away a week to different homeless people um, and stuff like that. But now his business is going to the place where he can actually possibly do this as a full-time business, quit his job and do this as a full-time business. Um, because I'm sorry, he was he started this because his commute was two hours each way, and so he so that's why he started it, and so now he's taking this. Um, what would you say? No, he's actually he had a dream. Yeah, you know, so when I read it, <laughs> he was dreaming, <laughs> and and he said he woke up and his hands were in the air making knitting motions. And he had never, ever knit before. So he said he took that as his sign that that's what he was supposed to do and figured, well, since I've got these two hours traveling every day, I'm going to learn to knit. That's, I thought that was right. like, right. Take, yeah. right. you're talking about leap of faith, ordering steps or yeah. fingertip breath. Like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, that is crazy. But I mean, but he's still, he's been in the game for a while, though, since 2009. Yeah, 2009. Yeah. So, when I saw the word dream, I started tingling like, yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Look at the dream. Yeah, that's the name. Lord, dream. <laughs> 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 2009. He's been doing it since 2009. Yep. So, yeah. Wow. Well, Did you go? Did you go to his website? No, Oh, y'all. Listen. This ain't your grandma's scarves, y'all. Like I'm on the site, I'm looking around, and I posted the link um, in on the live on the live feed. He's got some really nice things here, and they 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 are knitted. Like he's not hiding the fact that they're knitted items, but honey, these are stylish. They're like funky. You can dress these up and and rock the hell out of a lot of what he's got on this site. He's got scarves, hats, outerwear, um, baby items. He's got some jewelry, that's type things. He's he's doing it. He's, I'm not mad at him at all. I like the hat. I mean, yeah, yeah. the hat for the picture. Yeah, but that's I like the ones even in the picture look nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Check out the site. It's dope. I'm here for it. This yeah, gave me like all kinds of feels. <laughs> <laughs> it gave you all types of what? Entrepreneur feels. I was like, I'm here for this. Like to be able to even, you know, put it in the put it in the grind, then going viral. And he says this is the first time that he's actually had pending orders. This is the yeah. first time, mm-hmm. long time, that he's ever been needing to hire more people and and having to let people know, hey, it's gonna be a second. So uh, that's that's a good problem to have. That is a very good problem to mm-hmm. have. Mhm. Mhm. Oh, it's in my dream. All right, send me a send me a order situation, Father. Yes, please. <laughs> let me have to use my no. PTO to make butter. Yes, yes, hey, let yes. Some, let somebody let somebody let somebody catch you knitting on the train, huh? 
Right. See me whipping I'm somewhere in, in the kitchen. Somebody <laughs> roll through while, while I'm whipping. <laughs> Please roll through. Yeah, I thought that was an awesome, awesome piece. I'm glad that you uh, shared that because I probably wouldn't have seen it. But I mean, what a way, what what a way to show um, that you know, sticking with something that you believe is your passion, what a way for it to pay off just out the blue one day. Mm-hmm. So, just doing yeah. something regular that you oh, always yeah. do. This is cool. I'm looking at this. Okay. All right. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. It's not. Okay. All right. Let's keep going so we, so we can get on. We can be on time for once. No, we already got on time. But anyway. All right. Well, let's go ahead. Let me jump into this first song um, so we can get to our interview. Um, so, our first song, of course, is um, Dear R&B by Raya J, and after this we'll be back we're going to talk talk, talk about our coins. Dear R&B, I dig that. Nice little 
right on a Saturday afternoon jam. I'm here for it. All right. <laughs> so up next, we are going to get into this coin collection and uh, making sure we have all of our uh, ducks in a row when it comes to putting our money out there. So we are going to introduce to the school family, Ms. Rochelle Smith, who is a certified financial planner. A professional media finance expert and author. She's the founder of AMES Financial Solutions, LLC, where she offers a litany of financial services. She helps individuals transition from financial chaos and clutter to financial independence and freedom. She believes that everyone should have the opportunity to live the life that they desire, and that's what she calls true financial flexibility. She is the author of Seven Things Every Woman Should Know to Become Financially Independent, which is sold exclusively on Amazon, um, <clears throat> where she addresses the essentials that are necessary to build a successful financial plan. She also loves microphones, so she is a woman out from my own heart. And <laughs> so I am so, so excited. <laughs> I know Brand and Cheryl are excited in introducing to you all Miss Rochelle. Uh, Ms. Rochelle Smith. Welcome, honey. Welcome. Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> How is everybody hey, this evening? Hey. hey. So we have sorry. (laughs) We have been polling our members for the last few days, asking questions and you know getting them ready for you to come on tonight. So we are so excited. Like our our viewers, our listeners are excited as well. We've got quite a bit to ask you today. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm I'm always excited to share um, as much as I can with regards to finances, financial literacy, or, you know, anything, uh, any topic around finances, I am always happy to share. Cool. All right, all right. We got a lot of questions. It's a ton of questions, and I know we're not going to get through all of them. So, um, yeah, let's see. Might as well go ahead and jump and jump in straight, jump into it. Q, you want to ask the first question? Yes. So, and I think this is a good one considering um, where we are as far as the time of the year. I think when I'm going to let you get into the actual Bitcoin part, <laughs> so if that's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, the, first, mm-hmm. the first question for the evening um, comes from one of our listeners and is, what is the best thing to do financially with our tax return monies? We are all either searching for those W-2s or are rushing to file them. So what is the most fiscally responsible way to uh disperse our tax return dollars? (laughs) Well, you know, tomorrow's the deadline, right, when everyone's supposed to have their W-2s. And um, so I'm wishing everybody the best, and government is not shut down. So I know that they started working on tax returns. So congratulations if you're getting a refund. Um, (laughs) But it's what you spend that refund on. Uh, What I do is – I tell my clients to do a few things. Number one is if you have a mortgage or a car payment or both and you are going to get a significant amount, excuse me, back, then I always say make at least one extra payment. If you do that every single year, if you make one extra payment on your car note or one extra payment on your mortgage, you're going to save yourself years 
of interest. And if you're practicing that every year, obviously those things are going to get paid off faster because you're putting more towards principal and you're shaving off years of interest. So that's one thing that you can do. The second thing is you you have to put some money aside for a for a surprise for some sort of unexpected event. And I call them surprises or unexpected, but we just we know they're going to happen. We just don't know when they're going to happen, right? Um, your AC is going to go out. Your heat's going to go out. You're going to need tires. Someone's going to pass away, and you are going to need to have access to funds to do that. So I always say set a little aside for that emergency fund. You Now, some people say, why can't I just take all of the money and pay down all my debt? Because it would be great to do that, but if you get in debt again a few months down the line, then you don't have any emergency to fall on, so you go back into debt. So you have to be careful about that. You definitely want to set a sum aside for that surprise and unexpected that rainy day. The other thing that I talk about with my clients is go ahead and get that um, splurge off your chest because I don't want you bothering me. Um, a week or two <laughs> later about I had to pay all my bills and I don't have anything left. I need you to get whatever that little splurge is off your chest so that you feel like you've done something for yourself with your tax return. Otherwise, there's going to be this animosity and this rebellious spirit because you did all the right stuff. Um, and I'm not saying splurge and go buy a car or anything like that, but if there's, you know, if you know that you you have to get a brand new washer or dryer, or you know there's just this pair of shoes that you absolutely gotta have, I need you to just go ahead and get that off your chest. <laughs> I love just that. Just get it off your chest because otherwise. It's like you're going to three months down the line, your credit card bill is going to go up or you're going to spend mm-hmm. money because you actually went out and got that splurge when I'm, mm-hmm. I'm just like, just get it off your chest. Let's go ahead and let that, you know, as, as our parents used to say, the money burning in your pocket, spend whatever you need to spend to get that burn out of your pocket. So we can get down to the business. Okay, well, I have a question. This is Kels, and um, while we're talking about taxes, um, what are some tips to know how you should file? Um, I get a lot of those questions, too. So what are, what are some basic tips um, for people to know how to file, especially like married couples with the marriage on jointly or separately? <clears throat> well, so that I would um, – pass on to a tax advisor. However, I would say, of course, if you're head of household or if you are single, um, just depending on what your income level is, obviously that's going to be very important. If you've had a divorce or someone has passed away during the year, you still may may be able to file, like Mary filing jointly for that um, year. Also, Sometimes people do file married, uh, filing separately. It may not be the most advantageous way to file, but if someone has, you know, a large claim against them or if someone is way behind, like in child support or older IRS or something like that, it may be um, an an advantage for them to 
um, married, um, file married filing separately. So it just really depends on your situation. Okay. Um, I, guess, I guess it's my turn. Um, so um, one of the questions we got was, uh, how do you speed up the process of wealth building? It's understood eliminating debt and lowering expenses, um, but how do you decide where to put that money once you've achieved the goal of decreasing debt and expenses? Great. That's a great question. This, this I absolutely love because my goal is for everyone to build wealth and leave a legacy for at least two generations. And the way that you do that is obviously you're always going to have to put away more. In order to put away more, then you either need more income or you have to reduce the expenses. So it has to be one side of the puzzle. Once you do that, it's what you invest in and how aggressive you can be. So generally the rule is the greater the risk, the greater the reward. So if you are investing in the stock market and you are um, investing in stocks that may um, have a little more growth opportunity or you are way more aggressive than you are conservative, meaning you want more stocks, you want more what we call exchange-traded funds, you want more mutual funds as opposed to CDs or bonds because those things are safer. So if you want to try to build wealth as quickly as possible, um, obviously putting money in your investment account as frequently as possible is one. And then the second thing is going to be how you allocate that money that you put to the side. And being aggressive is going to get you um, you probably the greatest reward. If we look at the stock market now, um, although it has gone up significantly over the last year or so, this um, increase did start when President Obama was in office. It is going up rapidly, a little more rapidly than it was at that time, but that increase has been steady. If you were participating in the market at that time and you're looking at your accounts today, you should be very, very happy because the market has been breaking records over and over and over again. And I don't know when that's going to change. It is going to change because the nature of the stock market is that it does have to pull back at some point. But if you have been doing that, then you are in that where where you are building wealth and building it quickly at this time. So all right, so I'm gonna go ahead I'm gonna go ahead and just and keep and and ask the question that everybody wanna know. So what are your thoughts on Bitcoin and cryptocurrency? Um is this a fad? Is this something people should invest in? What what is your um, is what's what's your thoughts on cryptocurrency and Bitcoin? So, um, great question. And you're right. Everybody is talking about Bitcoin. If the talk has slowed down a little bit now because the value of Bitcoins has significantly decreased over the last few weeks, so the the hype of it, the talk of it, has calmed down a little bit. Well, I will say is that there is no one out there that calls themselves like a certified financial planner. There's no one out there who has a professional designation that's probably going to tell you to go buy Bitcoin. Um, nobody is putting their license on the line like that. 
it's not because bitcoins are, or cryptocurrency is bad. It's because right now it's not really heavy, it's not really regulated. Um, the valuation of bitcoins is that valued by somebody. We don't know every everybody that um, takes part in the valuation, and it's hard to determine what that valuation is. However. We understand that there that is a um, a piece of the market where there are millions billions of dollars, so it cannot be ignored. I tell my clients that if you want to invest in bitcoins, I think that that is fine. However, it should not be money that you need. If it's if it's a hundred dollars or two hundred dollars or five hundred dollars or whatever you want to put in there. Please know that just as quickly as that money goes up, it can go down. And as we have seen, like over the last couple of weeks or so, where um, I think Bitcoins was up to like seventeen or nineteen thousand or so, now it's valued at about ten. And so, just like it can go up really, really, really fast, it can go down in that same way. Now, it when you're in the stock market. If the stock market goes up, great. If it goes down to a point where it is going to be um, uh, detrimental to the economy or there's going to be a shock in the economy, there are things that are called breakpoints, where breakpoints, you can come in and you can stop the stock market. Like there are things that can people can do um, on the exchanges that helps us. You can't do that with Bitcoin. So when I say it's not regulated, those are the types of things that you can't do. So if you put up $100 or $200 or $500 and you make $1,000, um, keep on making 2000 3000 that's great. But it should not be money that you need because it is probably, um, you know, one of the riskiest investments that there are right now. And you said hype. I do believe uh, that a lot of this is hype because everybody and their mama's talking about it. Um, I had mm-hmm. a young lady that is a client of mine, and she mm-hmm. had on Facebook, um, you know, telling people that, yeah, you guys need to get into these Bitcoins, and someone asked her about it, and she said it's like a bank. And so I could not let her leave that out there now although she's not in the financial industry i just could not let her leave that sentence out there big cryptocurrency is not like a bank it is nothing like a bank you can pay for things they accept bitcoins at different stores Mm -hmm. because some of them do you can but it's not a bank so a lot of it is misinformation Um, a lot of people are going to firms that say that they trade um, cryptocurrency, but there's no way to really check that out. So you have to even be careful what firm you give your money to to invest in bitcoins. Um, the only there's many out there, but if someone asked me, I would say Coinbase um, because there is some history on Coinbase. We can do some research on Coinbase. Um, uh, one of my favorite rappers, Nas, I know he's a big investor um, in Coinbase from, from early on. So I think that there is some validity in using something like a Coinbase 
versus a pop-up shop that says that they sell digital currencies. Okay. Okay, so I have, mm-hmm. I have kind of a follow-up question. So Bitcoin, <clears throat> what what is it? Like, break it down for the, the layperson. Is it um, it is the company that people are investing in, or is it you're investing in something? It that's is a be- digital currency. It is what's called a okay. digital currency. That it's a digital currency. It's like you may have um, on your, let's say, an app or something on your phone, and you take a hundred U.S. dollars and you buy this digital currency with your U.S. dollars. Now, you mm-hmm. may, um, the value, like if you put $100 in, and let's say mm-hmm. you get, um, you're not going to get one, but let's just say you get like one Bitcoin. If that Bitcoin okay. keeps going up, then, of course, the value of your $100 is going to see a steady increase. What people okay. think is that we're going to, at some point in the future, instead of, you know, going into the store and using a dollar bill to pay for things, you may be able to use your cryptocurrency, your digital currency to make, to pay for stuff, which some stores will take Bitcoins right now. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. Okay. So the, the way that people are saying you're making money is just based on where the how it's going in the stock market. So yeah, well, it's not the stock market, but yeah, in the in the crypto world, the increased okay. value of your Bitcoin. Yeah. Right. Good, so today, if you wanted to buy one Bitcoin, like one full Bitcoin, I think it's like ten thousand dollars or so. Um, yep. Last week, you could have bought it, but it would have cost you. $17,000 to buy. That's just how wide and risky the spread is on that. If you bought one Bitcoin, let's say a week or two ago, and you paid $17,000 for it, today that $17,000 would only be worth $10,000 because it has decreased significantly. Okay. So let me let me also throw this out there. I think part of, part of what confuses everybody is and I'm seeing some of these these comments and things on my live about it too. I did one about it last week, I think, or the week before. Is I think people there's a, a huge expectation that cryptocurrency will be worldly or at least nationally accepted at some point. And mm-hmm. we don't. Yeah. I think it's we don't because we don't know that. And I hit I hit on this last on my um, on my live is that because much of the stock market is based on what we call speculation. That's really what we're doing. We're they're speculating that at some point this is going to be a currency that is accepted anywhere. And if it does at that point, then just like the U.S. dollar, there can be a value placed to it that's assessed to it um, worldwide um, mm-hmm. that we can then start using it. And because that has <clears throat> happened, that's part of the reason why a lot of people um, in the industry are still saying don't touch it. And when that does happen, and correct me if I'm wrong, Michelle, that the expectation is that there will be either either a huge decrease or a huge increase, um, probably decrease in the price because now once it gets over to where everybody's using it, then 
it won't be such a hot commodity anymore. Right. So what you just explained was supply and demand. So um, the demand for it may not be as high. So what people feel like they're doing right now is they basically feel like they're getting in early, right? So in the event that this does happen in the future, they have gotten in early. And because they got in early, they're going to make more money off of their investment because they got in early. And so that's what people are thinking, like get in early, get in early. Um, you're right. speculating that this is going to be a worldwide currency, and it's going to take a long time for something like that to happen. Um, not that it can't happen, which is why I say many people in the financial industry do not ignore um, bitcoins and cryptocurrency because they do feel like there is some validity there. Like Mark Cuban, um, he, in his mind, cryptocurrency was a fluke. If you look him up today, he has totally changed his mind about that. Um, mm-hmm. He doesn't mm-hmm. think it's a fluke anymore. And and, uh, and different people are starting to um, feel that way and change their mind that way. But it's I just it's not something that's going to happen overnight. If indeed it does happen. All right, we got other questions. We're gonna keep going. We can talk about this forever. Um, so, we, Q, I know you got another question. Go ahead. Yeah. <clears throat> so, uh, we had a question from a listener. She says she wants to know what's a reasonable amount to get started with Bitcoin. And for a beginner, is Bitcoin or another form of cryptocurrency the best way to start? Or would it be another avenue like Robinhood or Acorns, um, which this person is already using on a small scale but is looking to invest larger? So, um what, what would be your thoughts on, on that? <clears throat> so um, it would be what I said earlier. There is no reasonable value. It is if you have some extra money or if there's some money that you're willing to risk or willing to lose, then that's the number. Um, some people put in $100. Some people 50 You can start with 1000 but again, based on all of the things that we've been saying, just know that that money can go in an instant, in a day, in two days. You can take a significant loss. So if it's money that you need, then it shouldn't be invested in cryptocurrency at all. Um, yes, part of it is hype. Part of it is hype because, again, people feel like I'm getting in first oh, my cousin got in when it was 10, you know, when it was $15. Now here it is 10,000. Yes, that's a lot of money. And that it was a great investment. That was a great risk that they, they took. We don't know that that is going to continue to happen, which is why um, the word speculation gets used. So there isn't a good amount to start with. It's what you have available that you're willing to risk or to lose. What are your what are you, um I I want to follow because you're right you did kind of answer that earlier so I apologize for the redundancy what would be your um, thoughts on the Robinhood or Acorn type um, programs that are available the savings programs yeah, are those <clears throat> yeah are, I think they're they, great they're apps they're they're great apps you can't buy every stock on them. Um, you have to buy, of course, what they have available. But they're great apps for, you know, $5. Let's say you want to buy Coca-Cola. Um, you put $5 in. Well, it's just going to buy you 
0.0001 shares of Coca-Cola because I think Coca-Cola is probably like 40 or $50 now. So it gives mm-hmm. you the ability to buy in fractional shares versus mm-hmm. having to go somewhere and say, I want to buy one share of Coca-Cola that's $50 plus because I'm making a trade or a transaction, it may be an additional $5. So that's $55 that I have to pay, but I only have $5. So going the Acorn way or the Robin Hood way allows you to buy those little fractional shares and they don't charge fees. So it gets you started. It's a good place to start. Um, a lot of those apps were created for millennials. A lot of those apps were created for people who feel like um, they've lived that myth that investing is very expensive. Um, and so they just want to start somewhere. So to me, it at least gets people started. Now, when you say when you say when because other part of a, a reasonable what's a reasonable amount, um, I say how would you how would you help somebody know how much they should start investing with? That's a question. So generally, uh, the way that. I work with clients is our, my initial consultation is free. Uh, my initial consultation is, is is a 15 to 20 minute initial consultation. And it just depends on what you're coming to me for. If you're coming to me for investing, then I'm going to have some specific drill down questions because my first, my first question is going to be, what are you investing for? Is this for retirement? Is this for college? Is this to, you know, buy a home? So the first thing we're going to do is kind of drill down what you're investing for. Um, Are you just trying to build wealth? And then the second question is going to be, okay, do you have a lump sum today that you want to put into the stock market, or are you trying to create some sort of strategy? And if that's the case, then, you know, we'll come up with a strategy based on their situation. So everybody's situation may be different. Like I have clients who – put in $500 a month. Um, I have clients who just have a Roth IRA with me, and they know the maximum that you can put in in any year is $5,500. So their goal is to get that much in that account, you know, before the time is up. So it just depends on your situation. The great thing about some firms, um, including mine, is that there's no minimum. I don't have like a minimum where I can you can literally start with $20 I don't have a minimum but I personally require a strategy so if you say okay I I know I can get this extra $20 a month from not spending on food or from you know just kind of reducing um getting my nails done maybe I won't get them done twice a month maybe I'll get my eyebrows done once or something like that I can find $20 a month, and that will be our strategy. Okay, well, then every month we're going to take this $20, we're going to put it in your account, and we're going to um, invest that $20. So although I don't have a minimum amount, I have a strategy. You can't just give me $20 and then I don't hear from you in six months. There has to be something in place that you're doing on an ongoing basis. So what I heard you say is you need an investment strategy, you need uh, 
need to know how much you want to invest, a risk profile, and what your investment goals are. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Okay. All right. Um, how much more time we got? Because yeah, I still got a ton of questions. All right, last question. And I know we got to let okay. you go. Okay. Uh, so um, somebody asked, uh, I don't want to – I don't want to use my money to start a new business. What are some other resources I could I could use to start a business with other companies' money? Well, um, so you can always go to sba.com, Small Business Association, and just see if you have um, any options there. I always tell people, you know, um, if you if you if you come to people like private investors, say um, you got an uncle and you know he retired good, if you go to your private investor with a business plan, like this is what I want to do, you know, in the first year I expect it to be a little rocky, but in the second year I see where I may be able to turn over a little profit. If you're willing to invest, you know, a $1,000 in my business, after that first year, I can give you that $1,000 back plus 5%, whatever it may be. I love mm-hmm. private investors. Um, I think that private investors are um, the best because you guys can negotiate what the terms are versus going to a bank to get a loan and you're hit with a ton of fees right off bat, like right up front you're hit with a ton of fees. Um, now, although, it, although it's tough, um, you can use your debt as leverage. If, and when I say debt, if you have a mortgage, but you have equity in your home, in the value of your home, or if you have a portfolio of stocks, that is considered collateral. You can borrow against those types of things and end up just basically paying yourself back. Now, there you have to be very strategic about that. Um, I'm not suggesting that everybody go out and do that. I am just saying that things like that could be an option that you may not know about or are even thinking about. Um, just because you you know you haven't worked with a financial planner and you're just just kind of thinking based on what you know, but if you get that professional help from someone, they may be able to provide additional resources to you know where you can get funds from but and then and the other thing is it's nothing like putting a business plan together and really whether you want to fund your own or not, but funding your own because you're going to work, if it's your own money, I feel like you're going to work it harder to make that successful because it's your own, it's your hard-earned money. All right. I, I love that. Then with the hustle. Ending on the hustle note. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, so that is I, that... Uh, Seven streams of income that people talk about all the time. That's that's real. Yep. Got to hustle hard. And we all, I know the three of us know about that for sure. So, yeah, when you rounded that out, I, I'm I'm here for that last, that last little tenant mm-hmm. right there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you have given us many, many nuggets on this evening. And like we've already said, we've got plenty of questions. So 
how would um, our listeners, if they have more questions and want to get in contact with you possibly for a consultation or something to that na- of that nature, how can we contact you? What's your, what's your information, honey? So mm-hmm. I am on all of the social media platforms, um, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn. I'm at Rochelle Smith. So I can certainly be reached there. You can inbox me. But my website is also RichelleSmith.com. There's contact information on there. You can reach me through that way. Um, But I want to emphasize that my initial consultations are free. It's 15 to 20 minutes, so you can't talk me to death. You can't talk me for an hour for free. But um, that initial consultation, and you'll get exactly what you need in that initial consultation. You'll, you will get some um, direction, and you'll be able to determine if I'm a good fit for you and if you're a good fit for me. If not, then um, I, I'm all about having a warm handoff and, and sending you to the right place. Beautiful. And I made sure to add that to your information when I posted it. <laughs> I <searched> But <laughs> well, we definitely, like I said, Thank we you. appreciate you. You're welcome. We appreciate you coming on and um, giving us this information. Wynn and Kels are our resident financial guru, so it's good to have a, a trifecta on the show this evening. So we, we thank you. That we is forward. awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you all for having me, and and keep you know keep the great keep up the good work. Thank you, Cheryl. All right, have a good night. All right, good night. Okay, bye bye. All right, I feel like I learned this evening. Like I and I didn't feel like this went over my head. So thank you for that win. <laughs> this was one of Win's finds, I believe. I'm I'm here for that. For for those of you who struggle like I do with connecting the money dots, I'm here for this. So, yeah, thank you, thank you, thank you. We're ready for a song, right? Yes, ma'am. Okay. All right. Second song of the night is Evolution of Hip Hop by Blaze. Your stuff and the feeling is true. You can look 
juice. I'm getting crunk, I'm crunked out. A whole bunch of bottles throwing crystal. Iceberg sweaters cause I'm looking fly. My ring don't bling, you should see the size. A whole bunch of carrots in my mouth grill. When I'm ballin' in the club for a tip drill. I am not a rapper, I'm a hustler. If you ain't talking about no money, I don't trust ya. I rock platinum, cause I don't ever rock gold. I got platinum on everything a nigga own. You know who it is, in the limousine. I'm on the front page, five magazines. These girls loving me, cause I'm a player. I tell them, hit me on my two-way pages. Here is the way I be digging on you. Sound. 
in the future. Okay. Well, I kind of grooved a little bit. Was y'all grooving over there? But yes, this is the segment that you are been waiting for, the hot topic brought to you by Curvy Kitten Clothing, where self-reflection is perfection, and we are servicing women that want to show off their curves. So, for tonight's hot topic, and I promise I'm going to keep it. I'm going to try to stay objective. I'm going to try. So, <laughs> this is the show. <laughs> and to those of you that you are on my mind, I'm going to try to stay. Yeah, I'm going to try to stay objective. Yes, um, but for those of you on my live, let's pin to the live. Um, and basically, this video is a guy. Um, let me get back to it so I can see what his uh, name is, but I, from my understanding, he makes uh, videos. <laughs> he makes videos um, and uh, I guess you know, about different relationships and things like that, but um, he was basically, the video is titled Is There Anything We Can Hold Black Women Accountable For? And he goes and <laughs> says this laundry list of things that he's laundry wondering. List, uh, laundry list? Laundry list? Yeah, it's a laundry list. A laundry list. Come on uh, We rolled out the scrolls and said these are all the things that women are not accountable for. Um, he says that black women don't want to be accountable for taking men to court or putting them on child support, child support unnecessarily because he don't want them. They're unaccountable. They're not accountable for... Um, Choosing the wrong guys, or staying with guys that treat them wrong. Uh, what else? He said they were weren't accountable for. Dating feminine dudes, and then saying that, that you can't, you can't find no masculine man. Yeah, upholding like feminine, like I guess laughing at the, the men who act like women, like the feminine men jokes and. Saying there's no real men out there. Uh, oh gosh, it was one another one I forgot. It just left my mind. What did you say, Q? I was saying that how we say there are no good men or strong men, but we like effeminate men. Um, I think there was one about how we dress and uh, that oh, super yeah. going going over yeah going over men's house late at night, um, dressing uh, yeah. a certain kind of way. Yeah. Yeah. So he, ba- I mean, I guess any kind of relationship or social problem that people complain about, he basically said that we're not accountable really? for our part in those situations. So, um, I'm sure we all have a lot to say on this particular subject. So, I'm going to start with Winfrey, just because you are the only guy. I'm going to say, before we get started, hold on, before we get started, <laughs> let me say this. I- this is actually the first time I'm going to say y'all leaving me. The fellas, y'all can't leave me out here by myself on this one. That's all. I have a feeling that I am going to get reamed for this one, but that's okay. So, fellas, 
This is for you. I hope y'all remember this. <laughs> to answer, so, my what? response to the my response to the question to it is very simple. Right now, you cannot, as a man, you cannot hold most hold most women accountable for anything. Anything negative that you say, anything that sounds like you are not solely accepting as a man that you are solely accepting full responsibility for everything that happens in black culture, for not standing up for women, for not being whatever, whatever, whatever it is we supposed to be. Anytime you say as a man right now, you say that a woman is at fault, you are going to, that is going to be greeted with hell and with fury. For most, not all, I'm not going to say all, but for most women right now. And it's a problem. Is that all okay. you It's a problem. I'm just going to say that. I'm going to say it. The truth of the matter is it's a problem. You all, my, my, my concern um, is that you all, not you all, but women who do this or people who do this, now since we're talking about women, women who do this are becoming the very thing that they don't like. That's my concern. And it's not, it's not good. It doesn't help anything. And like I said, I think I posted last week, all it does, all it's doing is it's creating a crazy cycle within our culture that is not being, it's not going to resolve anything and it's not going to help anything. And I'll defer to you all, and I'm sure we'll come back to me. So go ahead, y'all go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so my thoughts on it. Um, you know, when I first opened up the video, I really did, you know, I really wasn't that offended. I was like, okay, he got some points. But then when the list mm-hmm. went on, and then it went on. <laughs> then it went all the more. I was just like, okay, like there. I mean, it's just unfair. I understand what people are saying, and I mean, it can. I think it can be. It can seem that way. It can be overwhelming that women don't want to be accountable for things because I really believe that women are just more vocal. We're more vocal about stuff that bothers us. We're more emotional. So it's not that I. Am angry every day, but if I'm if I had Monday, Q was probably gonna be angry on Tuesday. Then you know Keisha's gonna be angry on Wednesday. It's just that there's so many of us, and we're also vocal that men get hit with the complaints of all these different women, and they just you know take it as no women don't want to be accountable for anything because I think most mature women know what their weaknesses are, and they try to work on them. And even if they're not working on them, they know what they are, and they accept them. So I don't buy the whole not accountable argument for the masses of women. But I'm going to stop there because I'm going to let Q talk, and then we're going to go to the post. <laughs> um, yeah, I just want you to read the post. Read the post and, and tell me and tell me what – I want you to read the post. I'll get to the post. I'll get to the post. Yeah. The post got real – Interesting, in my opinion. But um, I think that there is some truth to what he is saying. And I think that one minute, 
Uh, let me see. This post was debated in the scoop last year, around the time that he originally made this post. And mm-hmm. if we kind of had this debate about, well, what about y'all? And where, what do you got to say about the men? And as far as this particular video is concerned, it wasn't for the men. That's really how I feel about it. Um, the topic wasn't men, so I didn't expect to hear about men. Um, it would have been to me a little extra to hear about men in this. This was not a pro and con video. Or t- this wasn't a, a contrast video. This was a what about this. We don't necessarily like the subjects that he posted. The subjects, I feel, might be a little narrow to a specific um, um I'm not even going to say a type of woman. A lot of times it's a particular mature space that a woman might be in that draws to the type of examples that he set. But overall, as far as his topic is concerned, as far as accountability in women, I think as far as what Kelda said, the vocality that we have often puts us in a place of I'm going to defend why I'm this way, as opposed to be willing to accept how the way that you are could still need some work. We don't like to hear that we still need some work. Once we've accepted we need work, I'd be damned if you tell me I need some work. Like, that's how we feel about it. But we are very welcome discussing how everything else needs work. But when it comes down to how we as women need work, we don't want to discuss that. And I feel that's because we spend so much time taking care of everything else and everyone else Mm -hmm. and keeping it together. By the time we get to Mm -hmm. ourselves, just as frustrated that we still need work as the people who are imparting or who are telling us that. So there's a level of frustration at the fact that I still don't have time to work on me. So yes, I see it. I know I'm crazy still. I'm still trying to work out all the rest of this. So it gets lost in translation because we share the same frustration as our counterparts, but we don't know how to vocalize that because we spend so much time defending the fact that we're still working. And and that's okay. I really think we've got to come as women to a point to understand that it's okay for us to still need work. And the men have to recognize that while it's frustrating you having to deal with us, like I'm not going to discount the fact that that's a frustrating position to be in, understand that frustration and know, okay, all right, cool. And, and, and how we get approached has a huge effect on how we respond. So I think the, with this video and why so many people got so up and on, because it was it was rough. Like, he came at us like, whoa. Like, it was one minute of uncut, like, boom, 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 bullet points of how y'all are messed up and we need work. Like, it was rough. It was not the yeah. ideal approach. <laughs> so, like, I get the frustration, but I'm not going to knock what he said. And for the demographic of women that he was talking to, I think it's very effective. But, you know. We 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 all need work. I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna I'm gonna give this. I think I don't necessarily think his approach was rough. I think his approach was direct. My opinion. I think it was direct. But I think the problem is even is let me say. I think the problem is is that the direct. It's almost as if the direct. It's okay for you to give the direct approach, but it's not okay for you to get the direct approach because. And because of, in some, in some instances, again, I'm not generalized. I'm not saying this for everybody. Um, but in a lot of instances, there's an expectation that um, you're saying that because you give so much that at the end of the day, you're, you don't have time to work on yourself. I think what men are trying to say is they're trying to say that that's the exact same way we feel. So why is it that we can't collectively say 
because even in his in this video he says, "I am always getting on the men and holding the men accountable." But today I need to understand why is it does it seem like I can't hold women accountable? And so I even went back. If, if you look on the post after several people, you know, said, "Why don't you talk to men?" I went back and screenshotted several videos that this man does, and he mostly talks to men. And still, the response is, well, you need to go talk to me. Wait a minute. So you mean to tell me that as a man, he's not, we're not supposed to say anything about what what a woman does. We're just supposed to sit there and talk to each other. Like, that, to me, is is weird. That's weird. Okay. And, I, and I hold on, one more, one more, let me make one more point, Kel, real quick. And here's the, uh, here's the you kicker. You have one more point, that's it. Here's the kicker. <laughs> here's the kicker, that's Kel. It. When we do that, when we do that as men, and this is the part that I need to get to, what we do that as men, we're seen as hating black women. That's the pro- That's the bigger problem right there. He likes the minister at church. We got to go home, y'all. We got I'm getting one ready more, to close. One more squirt. One, one more, more close. I got one more close. But uh, no, I just wanted to read because I, I, what you were saying, I just wanted to read from the post from uh, actually from uh, Big Beam. He says, "I have no problem with men being held accountable. It's the only way to grow. You can hold us accountable without degrading us." He's asking a simple question that has to do with accountability. I personally didn't hear him bashing black women. His question is, "How are we to grow together if black men are the only ones being held accountable?" I personally feel like there are a lot of black women who are accountable for their actions. However, I see nothing wrong with asking the question for those who don't take responsibility for their actions. It's about us growing together. Maybe I'm wrong, but I don't hear bashing. I hear them asking a question. So, but if, did you say that he said it harshly? Did you think that he was bashing women? No, I I received it just fine, but as far I was responding to how the women on the post responded. Like, listen okay. to how he like the tone that he took offended a lot of the women on the post. I he didn't bother me at all. Like, I got it, but I also know the type of video that he makes. All of his videos are kind of toned that way. It's rare you'll find a a, a video where he's like, "Hey y'all, how y'all doing?" Like that ain't that ain't how that ain't his jam. That's not how he rolls. So I wasn't really thrown off by that. But there are some women who want a key sweat type of approach, like a, a warm and fuzzy approach to correction. He ain't that dude. That's kind of how I look at him. He's not that guy. No, that's me. Yeah. I didn't take right. I didn't take offense I didn't take offense to his approach, but I think what maybe some of the women you know, if if we keep hearing the same thing so much you start to Snowball other things, and we're we're gonna move into yeah. another little part of this. But you know, you start snowballing other things together. So I think what the reaction, how I can see the reaction from both sides, is that the fact that women feel like, or I, I'm not even gonna say women, I'm just gonna put it in my eyes. I feel like people are using this accountability argument so much that it's kind of like, you know, what are you getting at? Like, what can we say to ease the mind of yes, women are gonna start taking accountability? Because we know there are some that do and there's some that don't, just like with the men. So I think because every time we hear a suggestion from y'all, it's basically, or from men, it's basically, you know, it is in a certain 
tone or context that black women are failing and everything. Like, it's never just a couple of things. It's a laundry list. And I think that's why people are offended. We feel like the the results are the results of how we how we are the results of our environment are now our fault. And 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 that that's a tough spot to be in because it's like we're we're not we're not addressing how a woman becomes XYZ thing or how a man becomes XYZ thing and how can we stop that? Instead we choose to address the attitude. Well why you got attitude or why don't y'all wanna follow nothing or why can't y'all leave? Why y'all don't know why don't wanna get a job? Like we're addressing the emotion and the frustration, and now here we are. We're not addressing what can we do to stop getting here. If we would have done this thing prior to blowing up at each other, could we have stopped that? And I, and I think that's the piece that both sides, like you said, are missing as far as saying what are we accountable for. We don't know. We, we won't address the thing that needs the accountability. We're addressing the thing that's offended us or that we don't like to deal with because we haven't had the conversation to work through that thing. That's why we're running circles and people that want to fix it are like, how are we doing? Like, we're still not doing anything. That's why we're, yeah. we're addressing yeah. the, the motion in it. We're, we're addressing yeah. the symptoms and not the problem. Uh-huh. Yeah. We're not, we're not, we don't get to the root because we're still dealing with, not great. So, all right. So what do we do? Right. What, I'm, what, tired, what, I'm tired. Of, I ain't gonna lie. I'm tired of arguing. Right. Yeah. Right. Yep. I, I mean, do. Exactly. I think y'all. I think. Exactly. I think y'all are the most beautiful creatures ever created. I don't want to argue with you. I want to look at you. I want to love you. I want to, you know, get remarried. I want to marry you. I want to protect you. I want. We want to do that. We don't want to argue. So what do we do? I think it's gonna start with um it, it's it's gonna start with somebody being the bigger person. Like I, I know that's cliche, mm-hmm. but for lack mm-hmm. of a better term, it's gonna start with um, you know, a group from either sex saying, Hey, we know you're mad. I'm sorry that you're mad at us. We've been doing this long for this long. So if we start to do this, what are you gonna do? Like, you know, come wave the white flag and but come with a strategy. So in short, that's what I think is going to have to happen. Like it's going to take more conversations like these, but it's going to take someone to take the lead at turning that bitterness from both sides, the fault, like turning everybody away from that and, and keeping them focused on the solution. And I think both of you guys had a post today that kind of did that. So I'm going to let, I'm going to let you share your thoughts on, on those posts that were kind of follow up to this this great debate. Mm. Well, um, my post, yeah, post, post right, because we didn't piggyback from um, on my post, but I was pretty much saying that we've got to be able to see each other again. Um, we need each other, and if we're not if we're not able to see each other, I need to. Um, I'm, I'm saving a comment that I was responding to Sicily, so I can go to it and read it because I want to share it with you guys. Um, but we 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 have gotten to a point where we're not seeing each other. We're not taking the time to actually invest 
in each other to get to the good stuff. And I said the refusal to see one another is the direct catalyst to why we continue to scar one another, and we're better together. So in that post, Wynn asked me, how do we fix it? And why, well, one, how are, why are we this way and how do we fix it? And I kind of, I've already kind of nutshelled what I said in that, but I said, we don't believe that the benefits of changing ourselves will outweigh the potential of someone else hurting us or not getting it. That's why we're in this complete, this cycle of just protection, protection, protection. And we lock the best parts of ourselves so far away that we don't even know how to get to them anymore. And when we get close to someone who could possibly bring that out of us, whether it be romantically or just in a friendship situation, um, those things, it, it makes it harder because we block that part of us away. Um, and how we fix it, how do we reverse it, I personally think, and this might be very daunting, but I think it's going to take something globally and crucial, something big that's going to force us to have to see each other for who we really are and for the better parts of us. And I and I hope that it's not such on a grand scale that it really, really rocks us like how we got here, as big as the thing that destroyed the unity that we have, but it's going to take something equally um, impactful to bring us back together so we can stop the pettiness that's got us apart. Because the thing that pulled us was huge, but the thing that we're allowing to keep us apart, I think, is is minuscule in comparison to what we could do if we pull back together. So, And then when piggybacked on that, and I'm giving it to him because his folks even expounded more than what I had. <clears throat> yeah, so I think I think what, what you said made me ask the question, like you said, so why is it why why is it hard for us to see the pain like to to not continue that that cycle of pain that we continue to afflict on each other and I think the group gave some really good answers, a lot of them having to do with uh, people are too busy judging, saying things like it didn't happen to me, we don't have empathy um, you know cue what you just said um, people being selfish and self centered too busy pointing the finger. Um, you know, uh, somebody said that it's, it's really it's a lot easier to talk about um, the pain. I think again, Kelly's initial statement about somebody has to be the bigger person is really what it boils down to. Um, and I think the hard part, of, the other part about that is we don't understand that just because I'm the bigger person initially doesn't mean I don't still get a chance to come back at some point and deal with whatever it is that you know, deal with the other side of it. So it's almost like I think men and women are afraid that if I'm the bigger person, then that means that I don't get to say what you did to me and how what you did to me hurt me. Um, and that's yeah. not necessarily true. Sometimes you don't get to say it, and sometimes you don't get to say it for 10 years, or you never get to say it. But but ultimately <clears throat> it's about stopping the cycle and 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 being, like you said, being the person that says, Listen, I love you enough to take to take this, and to say that because I don't, um, you know, even though what you did hurt me, I'm gonna take it for a minute until you get till you can see that what you're doing is hurting. And again, it doesn't mean that you ignore what the person is doing or you don't address it, but you don't continue to hurt the other person back because they hurt you. You don't continue to say hurtful things because they say hurtful things to you. You don't cheat on them because they cheated on you, you know, stuff like that. Um, you stop that cycle 
uh, of, of frustration so that we as a community can come together. So um, I think we got a lot of work to do. Uh, but, again, I'm going to say it again. I don't want to fight y'all. Yeah. I don't want to fight yeah. you. I don't want to fight you at all. I mean, sometimes it may take a fight, you know, but not. Well, I don't know. We, well, we didn't even have to fight somebody like with. I want to. Yeah, I want to. I'm okay with that kind of fight, but that's a different show now. You ain't about to get me in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> that it is. Yes, Lord. Yes, God. Yes, God. I'm sorry. Hey, you I'm sorry. Well, unfortunately, <laughs> our time has has wound down uh, for hot topic. It's, you know, we're fizzling out to a low smoke, so I'm gonna have to. <laughs> Turn you back into the hands of the choir? No. Um, <laughs> actually, yeah, I am going to get to the next election, though. We are now on our C selection. And this song, <laughs> this song is called Freedom by Shayaka. Shayaka? I hope I pronounced it Shay- right. Shayaka. Shayaka. <laughs> yeah. All right, y'all. Back in the day. Back in the day, back, 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 back in the day. I was born in the 90s, packed my soul from the 80s. Uncontrollable crack babies, screw the rock, your Mercedes business. Enjoy riding with friends, relentless, undisciplined kids. Chickens packing they worms, plucking these streams like they hinders. The superfly, pelican, propeller, short, shepherd, and strut. Dressed with elegant groom, mighty mouse to the elephants in the room. Blessed with the gift of gal, Mike skills, treasure, rich master, his sermons. I write, recite my songs to the exorcist. Now here's a little story. Of a man named Yaka, my garden of planetes, and my old earth fulfilled his mama. I arose coming over poppy seeds, going further than my father did. Rocks all had jackets, plus lumpkins, banjos, I lit, toe off the kids, push on by Lakeshore Drive. Climbing rocks, relax the daisies, sitting and thinking about how long my mama got that made me crazy. 90s kids forever rain, wasn't sexing, we was paging, watching Tom and Jerry as you is, it is, you ain't my baby now. Packstown made me again, are your gardeners raised me? Suicide Obama kids, embrace me soldiers with high ranking, take fatigue, they pull it daily. Thankfully, no bullets raised me, I look back on those days and realized that Christ saved me eating so beast in the stew God knew where the recipe would take me brainstorming purple rain see never leaned on that shook Avery teach my peers to safe wake up pushing keys be count basic freedoms but our childhood thoughts now turning them into slavery back in the days when I was younger I ain't giving you more but some days I still wish I wasn't here again we used to play and go rock
Now, now let me tell you what's so cold about it. Y'all done did a whole lot of talking tonight about the A word, accountability. <laughs> I said, well, Lord Jesus, this going to go right over what Mother Maybelline say now. Now, the, yeah. the only difference with me and Bishop Burns is I don't care if I make no enemies because I know what I'm doing is from the Lord. <laughs> so mm-hmm. so if, if, I, if I make you mad, if you get offended, if you feel like, you know, she says she's a child of God and I said something a certain way, I tell you what, I hope I offend you so much that you make a change. Because, see, the way I give it is a little bit different. It ain't even tough love. It's just real. It's just real. So we're going to talk about this for a minute because y'all done talk real good about saving your money and wealth investment and being accountable for the money that you spend. Y'all done talk real good about being accountable in your relationships. Now, I'm going to tell you something because y'all were kind of going back and forth about, you know, somebody got to be the bigger person and all this and that, and I'm going to lead into my topic with this. Folks like to make a whole bunch of excuses, and that's just the answer to a lot of what y'all talk about tonight. We make a whole lot of excuses about why you can't save money, about why the man and the, and the woman who take it more accountability, we full of excuses. We full of it, y'all. And, and that's what I want to get into tonight about binding or building your legacy. See, while we worried about all this mess, I'm wondering who is concerned about their children. <clears throat> Not their children, their children, because I'm from the old school. Now, we're talking about a legacy, and I don't know if people understand, but a, a legacy is an extension of you. It, it, is, it comes directly from you. And what you do in your life is impactful as to what happens to your legacy. And I'm telling you now, a lot of this foolishness that y'all are doing right now, you're not building your legacy, you're binding it. You're creating curses that are going to go down and follow your children all the way down. I see grown women and grown men doing some things right in front of their babies. Now, let me, let me, let me go on and just scratch this off of the record. Because if you was raised by a baby boomer, you know what I'm talking about. Now, if you under the age of 30, I'm really praying for you because the culture is just sending out. I don't know if anybody's passing it down to you or not. But back in the day, y'all remember before your mama used to beat you. I'm, I'm talking about before they could call DHS when they get the extension cord or the hanger. You know, you might, you might be with a VCR. Y'all know what a VCR is? Y'all know what a VCR is? Yes, ma'am. Yes, come ma'am. on now, y'all better see something that Black Hells and Winfrey, don't disrespect me now. You got to answer your elders now. I heard one yes ma'am and three people now. Y'all know what a VCR is? We know what a VCR is. That's right, baby, an aura. An aura. A VCR. You get knocked upside the head with a VCR by your mama when I was coming up. Nowadays, we're not focused on planting seeds into our youth and our children. See, what we think we're doing is we giving them a bedtime and making them do their homework and we feeding them dinner and making them go to school. But we don't realize that even the things that they don't see us doing determines what happens in our legacy. Even when you think you're creeping and little Johnny and little Susie can't see you, I'm telling you, you are affecting your legacy and what goes into it. So, so here's what I, what I want to caution you tonight. Stop making all these excuses. Quit worrying so much about if you're going to work it out with your man or your woman and worry about what you're working out with your kids. So y'all talked about tonight how the men and the women are so sensitive about, you know, I, I call it sensitivity. Y'all generation, you can't say nothing to you. 
the women want the men to say it all sweet and love and whispery and sugary and, and, and baby, I didn't, I didn't. They, you want them to whisper to you. I, I didn't like the way you talked to me last night. You know, and the men want you to make them feel all like they he man and you the man daddy and all this and that. You can't just tell people how you feel. Y'all too doggone sensitive. You got to get out of your feelings sometimes. Every Joe Blow that put a video on Facebook or something don't mean you got to absorb it. Grow up. How old are you? You got to be older. You got to be older than the last two numbers of the year. It's 2018. Yeah. You're older than 18, ain't you? Come on now, somebody. I know somebody mm-hmm. else that I'm talking about. Yeah. Work out all these relationships. I want to see more conversation about our community worried about raising your children. Because some of y'all are so worried about having a woman or a man that your kids are sitting by themselves on YouTube they're on social media. they locked in their room, and you ain't even had a conversation with them since you got home because you can't get off of Facebook. You can't get off your phone. You can't get off your TV. You can't get off your Plenty of Fish account. You know I ain't lying. I'm trying to set you up something for later when you put the post out today. Now I'm trying to tell you, do you want to buy it or do you want to build your legacy? You know, and I'm talking about things like, let me tell you something for y'all ladies because I'm an older lady. I'm not no chick. Not no broad. I'm an older lady. And if I see one more conversation on Facebook about a woman getting offended, about somebody telling her that she don't need to be naked on Facebook, if I hear one more woman say they shouldn't be judged because they want to get on Facebook and and show their breasts and their butt, are you serious? Are you kidding? You don't want to be judged. Guess what? Your daughter is watching you. Your Mm -hmm. niece is watching you. Your son is watching you, and when he brings one home just like you, I don't want you to judge her oh. either when she got on a piece of a, a, a floss up her, up, up her backside. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I, don't hear I, I can't believe that women, y'all are actually feeding into that it's okay for us to not be in a representation at all times for these children that we got to raise. Because see, Winfrey don't want to offend y'all, but I don't mind. Because I'm a woman, and I'm going to tell you from a woman's perspective, it sounds absolutely ridiculous and very immature. Mm. Now, if you don't want nobody to judge you for being naked on Facebook, women, and you don't think it's going to affect your children, your male and your female children, then the next time a joker walk up to you in Walmart, and he got a mouth full of golds and funky breath, and his pants is hanging off, and he ain't had no haircut in six months, don't judge that Negro either. Go and give him your phone number. <laughs> Mm. Oh, now it's different. Now you don't want to be judged, but you'll judge somebody else when you see them. It's real quiet. Let me tell y'all, my live is popping right now. I know somebody, <laughs> I know somebody is getting offended, but I hope you get so offended. If you don't mind, Brother Burns, let me take about two more minutes. Let me say this too. I don't want to offend nobody that got multiple children, but everything that you would do affects your seed's life. Some of y'all are out here to not control yourself from having multiple children. Now, I'm not mad at you if you was married and you had 20 babies. I'm not mad at you if you got three or four kids and maybe you was young and you had babies by multiple people. But don't you know every time you have a child you can't take care of, you're affecting your legacy. You out there irresponsible, swaying that thing, making 27 kids with 18 different women and can't even spend five minutes with them because they're too many for you. You'll spread yourself too thin. Ain't enough hours in the day for you to even be there for your children. Do you not know that is binding your legacy? That is binding your legacy. 
unprotected mm-hmm. sex, unwed, multiplying these babies, and no, you can't see the five you got. Negro, sit down somewhere. Are you going to be a mind Joe legacy? We are focused on so many things. I want to be uh, uh, the next Whitney Houston. I want to be the next Michelle Obama. I want to be the most educated. I want to build a new house. I want to invest and have all this money. You ain't talk 10 minutes about what you're doing for your children, what you're doing for your kids. They can see what you are doing in your life. I don't want to hear nobody talking about my baby got the latest Jordans and he gets to go to all the new movies that come out. If you ain't teaching your baby something about the Lord, and if one more of y'all tell me the slave master taught us about the Bible, don't come on my Facebook talking about that. I won't even block you. I keep talking about Jesus and tag you in it. I'll tag you in it. Now, I'm talking about, like Whitney Houston said, I believe the children are our future. And I'm going to wrap this up. If you know the children are our future, quit worrying about all this other mess and invest some time in your kids. Some of y'all worried about, I got to heal my heart. I've been broken so many times, and your children are hurting every day. And you don't even know because it won't take two minutes to sit down and ask them how their day was. You're walking around depressed from broken and deadbeat relationships that you know ain't no good. And you don't even know your kids is by themselves, cutting themselves, suicidal and killing themselves because you ain't got time. You're running to every event there is out there, and you ain't got time for them children. I'm telling you. You're talking, you want somebody to talk to you right, but I'm telling you, some of y'all act like you love the Lord, and in private, you talk to your kids like they somebody on the street. I've seen a post up in that Scoop Nation. I've moved my membership off the old Scoop Nation, Brother Burns. I was offended. A little child had <laughs> knocked over a trash can, and people on there making all kind of comments about getting A up and stupid A and this and that. We think it's okay to talk to our kids regular like that? And then you're going to tell them to go in the schoolhouse and demand respect and you talk to them like a dog. But you don't want to be held accountable in your relationship because I don't want them to tell me I'm wrong and I don't want her to tell me I'm wrong. But you don't even care. You don't care one cotton thing about how you treat your children. I mean your grown children and your baby children. Be careful what y'all doing is legacy, y'all, because you got a choice. And I'm really wrapping it up here. I'm telling you, God is good. You got a choice. Your baby can either be the next whatever, the next uh, a famous politician. He might be a, or she might be a scientist that discovers something. Your child might be the next person that uh, 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 figures out just something magnificent. Or your child mm-hmm. might end up being a rapist or an abuser mm-hmm. or a serial killer. Because you ain't got no time for that child. Get off of plenty of fish way inside and get off of these uh, plums and all this other stuff and sit down with your children. I'm going to go because I done got just totally offended, focused all sensitive about a man video, and you're calling your kids the E-word and everything else. Don't let me see you because I'll check you in public anywhere. Look, I love y'all. If you want to get in touch with Mother Maybelline, you holler at me at Maybelline Booking. Not like the makeup, y'all. It's M-A-B-E-L-L-E-A-N at Yahoo.com. But I am serious. We have a responsibility. You're either going to build or bond your legacy. Stop getting on Facebook naked and thinking it ain't going to affect the children, because it is, sugar. Your daughter going to see you, and she's going to be, you know, the garden tooling around. God bless y'all. Amen.
Mother Mabel Green, ladies and gentlemen. Mother Mabel Green. Is the altar open now? All right, ladies, let's let's go ahead and close this out. We got uh I love my sugar. All right. All right, so let's go ahead and close. We got four minutes left. Uh Kel. Um, great show, like always. Had a good time kicking it with you guys. Thank you to those on my live feed. Tara Tay, Paragraph Big Rod with me the whole time, most of the time. Um, be productive and have a good week. There is a pop-up shop that Kirby Kitten and Cute Elegance by Design will be at this Saturday at Ice Event Center. So if you are in the Oklahoma City area, surrounding areas, come out and see us Saturday from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. Um, we're going to talk talk more about the masquerade ball that's on February 17th. So y'all be watching out for us in our event. Have a good week. Thank you. Yep, I'm going to um, co-sign Kells come out to Ice Event Center this Saturday for um, the first brunch shopping experience. <laughs> I can't remember the exact name of this pop up, but there will be there will be more. <laughs> Um, first Friday, first Saturdays, I believe it is. But from 10 to 3 at Icy Venn Center, Elegance by Design, Kirby Kitten, and Back to My Roots, I believe, will be in the building also, who is also Scoop Nation fam. So if you are free this Saturday, come out and get some goodies. Have a great week, you guys. All right. A um, couple of things. Of course, thank you to everybody who tuned in tonight. Um, as they say, what they what they say, um my mother used to say, sometimes you got to take your castor oil. And so uh, thank you to Mother uh, Mother Maybelline for that castor oil. We we, we needed it. Um, so that, thank you to her. Uh, yeah, good show tonight. Thanks, everybody who listened. Q, Kels, I appreciate everything. Um, you all did. Everybody who listened on our lives, um, we appreciate you guys as well. Um, don't forget, guys, we just came out last week with the new um, Nouveau Exposure magazine. It is uh, remarkable. So make sure you go to the Nouveau Exposure website and check out all the new articles. Kel's got a, a good article on there about saving yourself. Good job. Um, so it's, it's everything is on there. So ladies, go to NouveauExposure.org and check that out. Um, also, don't forget to get your tickets to the Mask and Masquerade Ball. Um, so we are going February 17th at Asia Blue. Um, it's going to be dope. Dee Chappelle is going to be the, our DJ. Uh, we got some dancing, some singing. Uh, I might come in. There. I might. I might. I'm gonna come in there and do my thing. So um, y'all join me uh, and the rest of uh, you know. If, you, if you're trying to figure out what you're gonna do for your boo for Valentine's Day, we got it for you. So we got food. Everything is gonna be taken taken care of for you. Thanks for the um, get your tickets. So go to the Eventbrite site and get your tickets, or you can see Thais or Tasha, and they actually have um, tickets as well. Uh, February 1st starts the Money Mentor Food Ch- Fast Food Challenge. So what we're doing is we're trying to go up the whole month of February and either eliminate or drastically reduce your spending on food outside of the home, and then using that money to either pay down debt, uh, put build up your savings account, or invest. So if you haven't joined, you can go to my public figure page and get information on that. 
Last but definitely not least, tune in to The Word on Wednesday tomorrow with Pastor Burns and continue in his series on Acts. Uh, so you can come right back to this very same spot uh, tomorrow starting at 7 o'clock Central Standard Time. It's the 30-minute Bible study, and it's definitely worth it. So if you don't have a Bible study that you go to, or if you do and you just want some more, then you can listen to um, Pastor Burns tomorrow at 7 o'clock on The Word on Wednesday. So other than that, Hope you all have a good rest of your week. Next week, we got a good show. Um, so you want to definitely be back for that. Um, what else? Am I missing anything else? Thank you, guys. Nope. Yeah, right, you got y'all. Yeah, I got that, huh? I did that. I did that now. Well, y'all have a good rest of your week. <laughs> and I'll talk to y'all later. Have a good night. Oh, when you look at yourself in the mirror, tell me, All within